It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie. Let's go to Sandra McGuire, who's on uh, the phone. We're going to talk about COVID uh, because, uh, Sandra, God knows your family has been affected by COVID. Uh, It's an incredible story uh, because so many of you have either developed uh, the disease or had to restrict your movements. And mum and dad are in hospital at the moment, I think. Yes. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for um, letting me speak to you this morning. Yes, mum and dad are actually in hospital at the moment and are being cared for and are doing well. So that's a very positive note. But unfortunately, it mightn't have been a very positive outcome um, because of the few days, actually over two weeks, what myself, the family and my parents and my brother have gone through. Uh, and your dad was in hospital recently for uh, another reason. And when he came home, uh, you believe that he brought the virus home with him? I think it's a very high probability. Yes, my father was in for a day procedure and was COVID negative because he had a test done before admission. And then when he came home the next couple of days, he was actually in bed, very unwell. Um, and then we discovered that he was COVID positive, as well as my mum and my brother who lives with them. Um, so all three occupants of the house were COVID positive. OK, and all three have underlying illnesses. Absolutely. My mum is a cancer patient. Um My dad is also a cancer patient and has uh, vascular problems, diabetes, um, and Mammy is on over 28 tablets a day. She actually has two types of cancer. She had breast cancer and is currently uh, being treated for a blood disorder as well, a blood cancer as well. Mm. And your brother who lives uh, with your parents, your parents are in their 60s and 70s and your brother is in his 40s and he has his own problems as well. So there'd be a lot of concern uh, about the three of them. And the three of them got the virus and the three of them were very sick and bedbound. Absolutely, bedbound, in isolation, all in separate rooms, um, trying to communicate through walls. Um, it came to the stage where poor, poor mammy is the main carer for daddy normally and does everything for daddy, um, even though she's sick herself. But it came to the stage where mammy could not get out of bed. She was so weak. My father couldn't get out of bed, and my brother couldn't get out of bed either. He only has one lung and suffers with 
uh, respiratory problems as it is. Norm has sleep apnea, is on a CPAP machine at night time. Um, so there's a lot of care there mm. that needs to be given um, when they're well. But obviously when they're not well, mm. there's nobody there to help. And unfortunately, other members of my family became positive. Um, myself, I live in Monaghan. I was on restricted movement. I'm the lucky one. Mm. I've been negative. Um, but my hands were tied because I couldn't do anything. And I relied on extended family. I relied on neighbours. I have to say Tommy Everett and Kira Everett have been fantastic. Um, Fidelma as well. Like people in the community have absolutely, they've rallied round and they have been fantastic. The only thing is my they were so ill in the house, mm. they actually couldn't even go down and receive the messages that were being left at the door. Okay, and I think you said that they were terribly dehydrated at one stage as well and couldn't get out of bed to get drinks for themselves. So this was an emergency in a real sense and nobody that could possibly come in and help them. So you sought help. You called the health centre in Ballsgrove. I did indeed, yes. Um Following my father's admission to hospital and coming home, he needed um, nursing care because he actually came home with a suprapubic catheter. Um, and he actually came home. No public nurse had visited um, up to seven days. Actually, my mum had to contact Ballsgrove Cl- mm. Clinic herself to get someone to attend his needs. They only came once and that was it. Then, obviously, when they progressed into their illness and got very, very unwell, I had no choice but to ring. I was, I was beside myself, and so was the rest. You were of my seeking mind. help uh, uh, without naming names. Uh, let's just talk uh, uh, about uh, the centre in a, a general sense. And you were speaking to people there, but you asked for a public health nurse. Now, a public health nurse did come and visit your parents once. Is that right? That's correct. Way back in the beginning when, like, it was actually seven days after my father's discharge from his procedure. Mm. Um, But they never called again. And when I rang, um, I left my name, I left my details, left the concern. But they actually rang my father, um, who is 75 years of age, who was very unwell. And they asked to speak to my brother on the phone, which they did, and they instructed my brother to change my father's catheter to do his dressing and that their policy was not to enter a house that had COVID-positive people in it. The health centre told you that the public health nurse wouldn't come to the house because there was COVID in it? Yes, they told my brother this, Mm. yes. Okay, so... And the possibility of getting help (laughs) in that way was ruled out more or less straight away. away. And uh, then you decided to call for an ambulance. Well, actually, Michael, to be honest with you, I called uh, four 999 calls for ambulances. My first call was on the 16th of November, and that was from my brother Stephen, who was having very much difficulties in breathing. He was dehydrated and had swollen legs. Now, the ambulance crew did arrive, but they actually left without my brother, and they said he was sleep-deprived. Following that, I, my sister rang an ambulance on the 17th of November. Two emergency ambulances were outside the family home, and they left 
with neither my mum or dad in those ambulances. At this stage, my mum was bed-bound, my father was bed-bound, and my brother was bed-bound. Mm. So nobody could access any fluids, drinks, or they were just left in their beds. Then I rang an ambulance again on the 18th of November, and I literally had to beg them to take Mammy. And as a result of that, when Mammy was admitted to hospital, she was actually in uh, abnormal heart rhythm, um, a cardiac abnormal heart rhythm. She was severely dehydrated and she had developed pneumonia in her left lung. And then finally, on the Friday, uh, after several calls again, uh, nobody visiting my father in regarding to community care. I had to ring another ambulance for Daddy and I had to beg on the phone again um, to please take my father into hospital that he was very unwell. And when he was admitted, um, my father actually had, um, his blood results had shown that he had raised uh, troponins and raised creatinine and CRP, which would indicate some kind of cardiac event that may have happened in the last couple of days. Uh, he also was severely dehydrated um, and severely unwell. And his catheter um, actually had been removed. And it was just, it was a total nightmare, to be quite honest. Mm. And it was very frightening because my mum actually told me on the phone that she was going to die. Right. Your mother was admitted on Thursday and your father on Friday. Yeah, daddy was left behind. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're, they're both in hospital today. They're both in hospital your today. Father, your, your father's catheter was removed and wasn't replaced over the weekend because they said there was no urology service over the weekend. Absolutely. Has that happened since? No, still waiting. Now, at the moment, thankfully, my father actually is, he is passing urine normally, but he is awaiting. He probably will go back to theatre at some stage um, for an elective procedure again to have that catheter reinserted. Um, But obviously, he went through absolute torture Mm. over the weekend of people trying to, the doctors, no fault of their own, um, trying to insert this catheter and they couldn't get it back in. And when people are when people are, are sick, uh, I mean, uh, I think naturally we uh, become very concerned, uh, uh, but uh, all the more so when you're separated like this, uh, when uh, you can't see your parents or you can't speak to the doctors and you can't get that information firsthand as to what's happening or why something is or isn't happening. Absolutely. Um, like, I feel like we're in a lockdown situation and I'm doing this for other people of Drogheda and elderly people, vulnerable people, maybe even people that are living on their own that have absolutely no voice, nobody to try and help them. Um, like, this is my purpose today, is to try and highlight the fact that there is such disjointment within the services like uh, I have to say my GP is fantastic my mum and dad's GP he's the same person and he is fantastic he's a fantastic caring GP um, but I have to say all the services are disjointed um, like the hospital still didn't have a result for daddy to show he was um, positive they were ringing me and asking me are you sure he's positive um, and that's the links from the HSE COVID line, 
I actually rang them at one stage and I spoke to a person called Aiden. And I was asked to hold the line and they actually hung the line up on me. They hung the phone up on me. Mm. Um, I have to say, I really do feel very let down at what has happened. Um, And I really do think if my mum had been left another eight hours at home, we wouldn't have had such a positive outcome. Okay, so mum is in hospital since Thursday, dad in hospital since Friday. They're both still there. Uh, as COVID patients, is it? Absolutely, right, as COVID yeah. patients, yeah. yes. Uh, and your brother, who also had COVID, uh, is at home alone, is he? Or Absolutely, home alone, yes. Okay, and how is he doing? Is he bedbound? He's, no, he's well, he is a little bit improved, yes, but still obviously very vulnerable. He can't get out, he can't um, do anything, he's on his own. It must be very scary being on your own and being so unwell. Um, and the only contact is we've set up a family group on WhatsApp and we all link in mm. to make sure that everybody is okay and to make sure he's okay and if he needs water or if he needs drinks or, you know, that they are provided kindly. Our neighbours have been fantastic, family, friends, and um, I have to say, I have to say thank you as well to James Byrne um, the um, councillor, he, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. he has absolutely, he's been brilliant himself as well. Um, but really and truly, uh, the service let my mum and dad down severely. Um, and only for our persistence, I don't know what the outcome would have been, to be quite honest. Mm. Yeah, you've certainly been through a lot. It's a remarkable story. We uh, gave details of uh, your story to the HSE yesterday, Sandra, and we asked them to make comment on it. Uh, They haven't uh, responded as yet. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if we'll hear back from uh, the HSE before the end of uh, the programme, but hopefully they'll have some response because, as you said, your real concern uh, is that other people may end up in this situation. And what do you do if you need to... Uh, look after somebody, uh, but uh, there's no way of doing that and nobody else to do it for you. Absolutely. Um, And that is the predicament. Now, I have been quite... um, um, I have looked into this myself and I have contacted the higher beams over the public health sector and um, I've tried to explain, you know, the importance of people in the community need to be reassured and really need to know that there is somebody out there to help them and that there will be somebody that will come in and help them when they're in their sickbed. Uh, Like, these are extraordinary times. COVID-19 is evil, and that is the only thing I can say. And if you're well and get it, you have some chance. But if you have had previous conditions, you really are vulnerable. And the people of Drogheda, like... Family and friends and neighbours, we're such a great group of people um, and we always look out for each other. But I think the health services, they really need to, with the COVID steering group, they really need to look into the people that are left in the community sick and are actually not in hospital. Or the reason why four ambulances arrived at my family home and it took, you know, it took to the very last hour to get them actually in brought in an ambulance to get medical treatment. Like, my mum needed medical intervention. She needed something to slow down her heart. My father needed medical intervention. They were both 
severely dehydrated, but none of that was considered um, during this terrible time of of seeking help okay. and begging people to help. It's a remarkable story and uh, almost hard to believe, uh, but we've asked uh, the HSE uh, to try and explain it to us, as I say, Sandra. Uh, we'll uh, see what they say or if uh, they get back to us uh, for that matter. But look, thank you indeed uh, for telling us uh, the story. I'm sure uh, that there'll be a, a, a lot of interest and a lot of people will support the idea that uh, nobody else finds themselves in that position. And Thank you very much, uh, Michael, for taking my call. Yeah. And I just want to commend Vicky Phelan as well and I wish her well and good health. Um, she's a real strong advocate for women's health as well and I wish her so much well and her family. Yeah, we had a, a lot of uh, calls echoing what you just said uh, following Vicky's uh, discussion with us on the programme this morning as well. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks very much for talking to us. Thank That's uh, Sandra McGuire. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.